This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Welcome back to Rich Tech Podcast. Uh, today, we have a very special guest. Um, and if things look a little different, it's because we're not in New York in our studio. Uh, we've traveled all the way to Atlanta, um, where we just uh, held a, a watch meetup with our friend here, Giancarlo, founder of Atlanta Watch Society. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you. Um, so we're going to get into some things, you know, learn a little bit about you, um, your love and appreciation for horology. And uh, we'll talk about this amazing watch group that you founded. Um, but before we, 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 we get into that, it's <laughs> only right we have our honorary wrist check. Yes, exactly. Um, so being that you're actually double wristing. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't normally do. Let's start. You pick one and All then right. we'll work around and you'll come back and do the other one. Okay. So this is uh, an Arcanaut watch. Arcanaut, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a brand that uses, well, the brand from Denmark. Mm. And they use uh, repurposed car paint, which is called Fordite. Um, into their dials. So shout out to James Thompson oh, wow. and the folks, James Thompson from Black Badger. Yeah. Um, he's one of the founders of the company. And I call this the Egonaut because if you could see, yes, maybe we'll, yes, do a little, yeah. funny. we'll do a little zoom later. Uh, it's got a little egg on the dial there with, that's the, funny. with the paint. So um, wearing this and then on this wrist is my pretty new, but new to me, uh, discontinued <laughs> AP dual time. Nice. Mm-hmm. And you just recently acquired this for, there was a special occasion? Correct. Yes, for my birthday. Nice. Happy so, birthday. It was my own birthday. It was my birthday gift Good to myself. Treat yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I know what you're wearing. What, what do you got in the wrist, Rashawn? You want to share? Yeah. Um, the usual suspect, the um, 5726 paddock. Nice. Um, it's, I mean, from coming from a man that never repeats a watch. I am repeating this watch. I mean, it's been the last few episodes now. <laughs> over and over and over. And if it was a dead horse, I continue to beat it. <laughs> um, I've shared this on the show so many times. This watch is very special to me. Um, I acquired it with the help of um, a friend that I call a brother. Um, and It's a really good friend. Very good friend. Um, you know, we, we share sentiment with this timepiece, um, from choosing the strap to, um, acquiring the piece in general. And, um, it's just one that, that won't leave my wrist. That strap is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And the strap is from where? John Rousseau, um, green shark skin, Mm. um, wanted to keep the aquatic theme. Yeah. How did you guys arrive on deciding that you were going to use shark skin? You remember? Um, yeah, it was very was funny. Was that intentional before you got there or were you just looking at skins? We were, we were looking at skins and I, and I was like, and it was just like very, very exotic to me because of course you hear of like Stingray and Gator, yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. um, or you'll see like Ostrich, like all those kind of things. But I was like, shark skin. That just sounds nuts. Yeah. Like, Especially for a diver, right? For, it, it, exactly. It was just like, it was so appropriate. I was like, shark skin. Yeah, gotta yeah, do it. it. And it's gotta be green. Against like this like brown. It's, it's so it's so funny like how it, it, it can come off gray. It can come off brown, taupe or whatever when it hits the light. And I was like, that against green is the hit. Yeah. No, it's a beautiful watch. It's a beautiful yeah. watch. Um, I'm repeating a watch. This is actually, I think, only the second time I've worn this on the show. Uh, I, too, am wearing a Nautilus. Mine's is vintage. This is uh, my favorite reference, the 3800 uh, 1AJ. Um, I think the, I wear smaller sizes. Um, I try to stay somewhere around 38, 39. This is a 37 and a half. And I'd been after this for some time. It, uh, it popped up on Wind Vintage, Eric's site. 
Shout out to Eric. Shout out to Eric Shout and Charlie. Yes. And what's funny was I, I, I inquired about this piece and I was like, uh, I was like, hey, what's the deal with this? And he actually had consigned it to a retailer. Mm. Oh. And um, he was like, you're interested. I was like, I'm serious. Like, let's figure something out. So it, it, he brought it back in. And Eric consigns a lot of pieces himself. This has happened to be one of the few pieces that he actually owned. This was, he bought this watch. Mm. And he bought it from the original family, um, family on L.A., um, came with the uh, extract. And nice. uh, it took about, I want to say, the whole process took about, probably about eight weeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally squared everything away. And he was like, watches in the mail. And it was like Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I remember yeah. when, you were, when you were unboxing the watch, too. Yeah. And you put it on the wrist, and I was like, "Man, this is this watch definitely like channels you." Like That's Perry, it's, man. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Perry watch. It's it is a Perry 100%. watch. I, I love it. A Perry watch. From the moment that you put it on, it was perfect. The champagne dial. What I love about solid. it too is the, it's because it's, it is a sports watch, but the the two tone is like very nineties. It's kind of my era, mm -hmm. and I I often wear a suit. Yeah. More often than I dress casual, yeah. and I can go both ways. Both ways, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So that's really nice. Thirty-eight hundred also too is the best reference because there is, of course, this this smaller case size, and then you have the jumbo. Correct. Mm -hmm. And of course, now with modern pattern, there is no like kind of sway. No, it just no. is what it is. And then. They consider the smaller references a ladies' watch. Yep. Which I now think they is, do for the modern pieces. For, for the modern should, pieces yeah. now, which I think is very unfair. To I do. agree. I think it's very unfair. Yeah. Um, we actually know a, a gentleman who bought a ladies' Nautilus. I think Max, mm -hmm. uh, who we had on the show, designer. He has his he has his watch with a uh, with Hublot. And uh, I think he got the 7118 that was released last year with okay. the sapphires. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It looks great on his wrist. Yeah, it does. Um, so getting into things, um, you, my friend, <laughs> are a New Yorker. Yes, I am. And we've traveled all the way down south to link up with you. Um, welcome to the Peach State. Yeah, welcome to the Peach State. <laughs> every every street is Peach every Street. Peach street. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't think it's like Queens Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. Like straight and you can find, no, it's different streets. So. Yeah. How did you, how did you wind up in Atlanta? What brought you here? Uh, so it was work related. Okay. So a few years ago, right before the pandemic, um, work approached me about mm -hmm. an opportunity to move south. And, you know, I love New York, born and raised in Queens. Yep. Uh, lived in New Jersey with the wife and the kids mm -hmm. once I got married. Um, but, you know, I traveled a lot for work. Yeah. And Atlanta was a place that I used to come to quite a bit. Okay. And the opportunity was a good one. Brought the wife down. Yep. Showed her homes, you know, did the whole thing, and mm. uh, she fell in love. And you know, as long as she was happy, I, and I was, you know, we all know yeah. the thing, right? <laughs> so. happy, we're happy, <laughs> so, and it, it was a good opportunity for work too. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, how did you? Uh, what was your uh, introduction to horology? Um, because you know, moving from New York, where they're all, you know, you got Red Bar, you got all this stuff. Yeah. Um, you, you come here, you're kind of starting a, a new leaf, you bring the family down, but you're, you're passionate about timepieces. I want to first start and, and talk about where did that passion come from? Uh, so it came from my grandfather. Okay. From a very young age, I always, and I mentioned earlier, my mom is from Mexico, mm -hmm. right? Those little Mexican, yeah, we had the gansitos, <laughs> anybody that's Mexican, gansito, I gave him a gansito. Um, so my grandfather, you know, I used to go to Mexico every summer. Okay. And, you know, I obviously spent a lot of time around him. Yeah. And I always admired him and always looked up to him. And I always remember his gold Omega constellation. Oh, wow. Okay. Which, you know, I inherited. Yeah. Nice. So obviously that's where it started. Yeah. Right. But why it's so special is that I, I could still remember moments in my life where I remember that shiny timepiece. Mm. Now, I didn't know what it was at five, six, seven, eight years sure. old. I knew it was a watch, but I didn't know what brand it was. Um, but I remember it shining in the sunlight and just remember seeing it on his wrist and, and he'd have a lot of friends over. So I remember his friends also. And it, it almost was, and I, I, my grandmother, she since passed last year, almost a hundred years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I tried to ask her, but unfortunately, you know, she had already onset dementia, but 
you know, it weren't, they weren't watch meetups my grandfather was having, yeah. but they were hangouts <laughs> with his friends in Mexico, like in his despacho. So it's like okay. part of the house, like the den or like the office of the house. Yeah. And they'd have like whiskey and just hang out yeah. and smoke cigars. And mm. all of them had nice shiny timepieces mm. on. Wow. So I'd always remember those moments. So that's really where it started. Um, and then obviously over time, you know, I started, you know, going and buying my own yeah. swatch watches. Do you remember like the the first watch that you got that like really did it for you when you realized, okay, I'm I'm locked in? It was a swatch that I bought in Venice. Okay. With my parents, we did a family vacation when I was about 16 mm. and I bought it with my own money too. Wow. Nice. So it was something so special. So you felt really special correct, about correct. it. Correct, yeah, correct. Yeah, I went wow. into the swatch boutique. My mom, you know, had the bank account for me because, you know, she had it all set up and I saved up and, um, yeah, we went to this boutique and I bought this, uh, swatch piece. I actually just found it recently. Oh, wow. I had actually lost it. No um, yeah, I'd lost it for a while and, uh, actually my mom found it, uh, back at the house and, uh, it was nice to see it. So I got to get a new battery in it. Mm. Wow. So, um, this, this kind of like channels kind of our story and how we got into watches mm. as well, which I find to be very, very consistent when it comes to collecting watches or even collecting stuff. I think if you come out of your own pocket and you buy it yourself, mm. like this becomes like a real thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, you know, when you think about like, when you say like, hey, my mom set this bank account for me or like, you know, she had some money aside or I, I saved some money aside and I actually came out of pocket to do this. I think, um, you know, your friends, your family, everybody kind of gets on board because you're like, oh, he's actually really invested in this. Yeah. Yes. Um, because I could tell you how many things that I've asked my mom for <laughs> and she'd be like, no. Listen, you're going to get over that in a month. You know what I mean? True. Uh, so, especially at that age. Yeah. Exactly. So like the fact that you that you found out at a young age what like you really enjoy, I think um speaks to our listeners definitely strikes a chord with me and why we're able to kind of like the reason why like Risk Check Pod and, you know, Atlanta Watch Society like why it exists. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about that, yeah, that uh, that magic, that spark, the spark. Um, so you know what's interesting uh, is, you know, being in New York, we're really fortunate to have all of these amazing resources in terms of retailers, uh, in terms of uh, you know that's where all the auction houses are, and there are a, a couple of you know watch groups that have started and, and solidified and you know what's interesting is when you talk to people who are kind of like either curious about watches or just completely outside of removed from the culture the idea of like a watch meetup is like the most foreign thing right to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it's true. what do you guys do you guys meet up and, and talk about watches Did somebody have... called us nerds last night <laughs> yeah. uh, to somebody's wife yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> in a nice way but you called yeah. them nerds um did you have a community when you were in New York? Uh, so yes and no. Okay. Um, I had been invited to a few Red Bar events mm -hmm. and I had gone. Uh, mentioned James Lambden earlier. Yep. Um, so I had gone to a few events, but never consistently just because at the time I wasn't even working in Manhattan anymore. So mm. I was kind of traveling around a lot. So it was hard to get into the city. Um, and uh, I had built, you know, friends really online. Okay. And actually I spent, I don't know if I ever mentioned this to you, Perry or Rashawn, but I spent some time also helping out with the Urban Gentry channel. Oh, on I remember YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was on some videos there. So I made friends from that community mm -hmm. um, that, you know, obviously helped start, like I started a Facebook group, mm. like a Facebook forum called the Daily Wristwatch Check. Okay. And, uh, and then that really kind of started more of like building community, uh, but not like getting together all the time. Right. right. Really then like, when the pandemic hit, mm. everything got paused, right. right? And that's like I said, when I moved. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what's interesting is, you know, the idea that you would go and create a community, be it online or, or, or wherever, I think is something that is really special and uh, almost kind of, from my experience, exclusive to the watch community. Mm -hmm. You know, in terms of collectors, um, where the the only people that I, I see consistently that like are, are looking to foster communities. Why was that important to you? What was the driving force behind you saying, you know what, I'm going to start 
uh, a Facebook group. I'm going to start this website. I'm going to talk to people at watches and bring them into my forum. I love to bring people together. Okay. That's something that I've always, always loved to do. Mm. Um, and so for me, it's not a collector's community, but it's a fan club. Okay. So I started in New York City, the AC Milan Club of New York City. Mm. So that's a soccer team from Italy. Yep. Huge soccer team. And I'm a big AC Milan fan. Mm-hmm. Red and black glasses, red yeah. socks. There's always a little bit of red <laughs> in my outfit. Representing. Always representing. Yeah. So, um, so because I started that group, a lot, lot of what I did with that group, and I started the group back in 2010. Okay. Right? So a long time ago, 2010. Um, but, you know, that was like when Twitter was really starting to take off. Mm. Instagram, I don't even know if Instagram was really... It wasn't taking, really like a thing yet. Not yet, yet, but it was Twitter. Yeah. So we had a bar that we used to go to, um, a few of us. Mm. And then I just started putting the events out on Twitter. Mm. And more and more people would come. Wow. And, and what was really cool is because Twitter's an international tool, right? Um, people from Italy who would come to vacation mm. in New York that wanted to watch AC Milan games would look on Twitter and they would find us because of the hashtags. Yeah. So it started building this community that wasn't just in New York, but mm. it was international. Oh, wow. Um, and then we were recognized by the soccer team as well, and we became an official fan club. Oh, that's wow. incredible. <laughs> so it was amazing, right? This is, My dream is, come true. Is the club still Correct. active? Correct. Oh, no way. Yeah. So I, I matured in the sense that, you know, instead of now just being a fan club, you know, I'm still a big soccer fan, but yeah. instead of still being like involved or like the president of that group, you know, I said, let me mature myself and now start something when watches, something more adult. <laughs> yeah. Not that that's not adult, but you know what I mean. I, yes, yes, fan yes, club. Yes. Fan club has a certain name to it. Sure. Right? Yeah. No, that's awesome. So you moved to Atlanta. Yeah. And uh, and I think that the timing of this, you know, you mentioned that this is all kind of like just during and post COVID. Correct. Right. And I think back to that period and it seemed like, at least for us, uh, watch media started to explode right it, it, on YouTube yeah. Instagram all these places and more people are just dialed in that coupled with being pent up in their house all the time it seemed like people were really itching to get out 100%. and engage one another again was this the one of the factors in terms of you starting uh, Atlanta watch society here thousand percent yeah and it was you know I moved in August of 2020 okay we were supposed to move earlier, but the pandemic obviously put yeah. the brakes on that a bit. Um, so yeah, August of 2020, and things were already starting to open up down in Georgia. Mm. Um, so people were starting to get together. Okay. So for me, you know, I, I had a lot of watch friends in New York, mm-hmm. right? Here, I didn't have any watch friends, Yeah. right? I had a couple of guys that I worked with that liked watches, but nothing to the way we like them, mm. right? Um, so then I just took the idea of what I did with the soccer club. Okay. You know, I said, I have a social media presence with my Instagram. I have those Facebook groups that I mentioned earlier that mm. I'm a, either a member of or I'm an admin in, yeah. right? Or that I started. Let me put the word out there and see mm. and see if it resonates. Mm. And it did. Where was your first event? Our first event was at Taffer's Tavern here in Alpharetta, Georgia. Okay. So not too far from here. How many people showed up? Um, it was about 10 people. That's good. Wow. So actually, the first unofficial event was actually in my basement. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I call that unofficial, right? Wow. But yeah, it was in my basement. And it was yeah. with a few of the guys that I had gotten to know already. Yeah. yeah. And uh, those initial uh, meetups, I mean, you guys have, I think the great thing that I've witnessed with Atlanta Watch Society is the programming that you guys work on. What were those first initial meetups like? Did you have a goal in mind? Was there some kind of structure that you were thinking about you, you were going to do or... What was the essential, like, the first meetups kind of like? Just really just open, yeah. right? Like, just anybody can come mm. as long as you like watches. It doesn't matter what kind of watch you have. You know, I mean, for me and all of us, right, we started somewhere. And even now, I still take pride and joy in buying a G-Shock yeah, or, or, or a Seiko, right? I, I love it, you know? Mm. Um, so for me, it doesn't matter. So it's all about, like, inclusivity, you know, and just making it a real comfortable place for people. Yeah. Um, and just really just embracing everybody that comes, right. right, with positivity. Yeah, that inclusivity is such an important factor, I think, too, right, to really get people out. Because uh, when you, especially if you're new to it or maybe you're passionate about it, but you're not, quote, unquote, collecting the big boy watches, yeah, it can be a little intimidating. Yes. And mm-hmm. to open it up like that is, is, is such a great thing because I think when I, one of the things I witnessed last night is, and we talked about this a, a bit, right, when we talked about, sort of what was the um what is the mission of 
a watch group or a collector's community mm -hmm. and such. And having the opportunity to engage people, educate. Um, I want you to talk a little bit about that in terms of the programming that you develop, because now it's, it's really shaping out. You're partnering with brands, mm -hmm. you're hosting watch events with other collective communities. How did you arrive there? What was the point where you're like, okay, we can really expand this thing now that we have people coming out? This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Um, I think it really just started when we realized that more and more people were coming. Mm. And our idea of just really making it an open and comfortable place yeah. really started to resonate. Mm. So this, actually, this location is actually one of the reasons as well. Yeah. This clubhouse. Yeah, right? you actually have hosted events here. Correct. Yeah. Not so much with brands, but really just with the collectors. And mm. I think this location, because we all know as a watch collector, when you go to an event, you know, there's, and we're all New Yorkers. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. In the back of our mind, we're like, you know, what's that guy looking at over yeah, there? Like, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you just never know, right? So like, you always want a, you want a comfortable space. Yeah. And if you give a collector a comfortable space, they'll continue to come mm. and they'll tell their friends. Yes. And that's what started to happen when we did that here. Mm. So it wasn't no, so much a strategy on my part. Okay. It just was convenience because this location is something that's available to me, mm. right? So... But then I started seeing a strategy where, okay, let's continue to do events here, just us. And then when the brands take notice, then we can, you know, obviously go to other places where they'll pay for security and, sure. and things like that. And that's, that's what's ended up happening. Hmm. When, you, when you partner with brands, uh, what is sort of the goal there, right? Like I think sometimes people often think about when they go to like a, a, a collector's meet that it's, uh, and there's nothing wrong, but it's an opportunity to like, connect the brand solely for, you know, retail sales. ROI. Purposes. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but what is, what do you, what do you think your community is getting out of uh, these branded events? Education. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. That's why like when we had Eric Wind here, yeah. you know, for me, it was so important because so many people in our community ask about vintage. Mm -hmm. So many people are scared of vintage. Terrified. Yeah. Yes. And who better than Eric Wind I know. to be yes. the person? He's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy. Them, right? He's, he's the, the man. Guy. And, and what I loved is that, you know, and we were so honored, he had just done that presentation mm. at HSNY. Yeah. And then like a month later, he did it here for that us. That was a good one, too. It was just, and we did it at the same space as last night. Nice. Mm. Which is like the perfect place to do something like that. Mm. So education is extremely important. Because I think so many collectors, so, not even collectors, so many people just starting out yeah. are so curious. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> that's why I love Ronaldo so much. And yeah. <laughs> him to, you know, our friend Ronaldo, him talking about quartz mm. and educating people that, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be automatic yeah. to be awesome. Like, a watch to be, is a to watch be beautiful, is a watch. To be amazing, right? Yeah. Um, and so, like, for example, with Grand Seiko, having Joe Kirk here a couple months ago, mm -hmm. right? Yeah the education he gave on spring drive technology. Mm. So many people had no idea. Yeah. Some people think it's just quartz yeah. and it's not, we know that, mm -hmm. yeah. but it's, so education is a big part of it. Yeah, you're creating these like really enriching experiences Correct. for people. Yeah. And it seems like that's the driving force and continue to get people to come out because watch meetups are awesome, but to just continually meet up, mm -hmm. It's, uh, I think you can kind of, there's an opportunity to like kind of lose people. Yeah. Yeah, so course. keeping things interesting, developing programming. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your collection. So you, you, you're double wristing today. Yeah. Uh, how many watches do you own? Uh, so I, 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 had, I had to consolidate for this piece a okay, bit okay. Yeah, for the uh, dual time. Sure. Um, but I have about 23, 24? 23 watches. 24 yes. watches. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, one of the questions that we often get from people um, who are either very curious about this passion and hobby or don't own as many watches, how do you get to enjoy all of that. This is something that we talk about often because this guy owns 50 watches. <laughs> nice. Um, that's a good question. I would say that, you know, obviously I, I, you wear multiple watches a day, mm -hmm. you know, so, and it, it really goes on mood, mm. uh, how you're feeling, activity that you're going to perform that day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, like I won't wear this even though, you know, probably could sustain some 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 hits, but I don't want it to sustain any hits yeah. with my kids coaching soccer, sure. right? You know, I'll wear a G-Shock or mm -hmm. I'll wear something like that. But, um, you know, it's it's all about like, 
feeling, you yeah. know, and how you wake up in the day, you know, and how you feel and what you want to wear. Mm -hmm. And I kind of look over, see what I'm feeling that day and I just put it on. And then if it changes later on in the day, I switch. Mm -hmm. yeah, so you're switching out multiple watches. I do. Today, yeah. I do. Yeah. How do you, uh, do you consider yourself a collector? Uh, how do you feel about that word? Yeah, it's a, yeah, you know, it's funny. It's a good question. I, um, I thought about that recently and, you know, I, I would say that I guess I am a collector. Mm -hmm. I mean, but I don't have a particular theme. I, I feel like a lot of collectors have a particular theme. Uh, yeah. Particular. Especially in our community. Like yeah, yeah, watch yeah, collecting sure. yes, in yes. specific. Because um, I'm all over the place when mm. it comes to what I like, right? I, mm. I enjoy some vintage watches. Um, I enjoy more modern, um, sporty. Uh, dress watches, you know, the only dress watch I really own is the watch that I inherited from my grandfather. Okay. Which is the Constellation that I mentioned. But yeah, I, I don't, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough question. I mean, I think it's just, I'm a varied collector, mm -hmm. I think. Do you find that perhaps are you, I, what I notice is, so for instance, the watches on your wrist, mm -hmm. right? They aren't just like typical watches. Branding aside, obviously an AP is an AP, but you're wearing a, 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 a it's an asymmetrical design, mm -hmm. that watch, right? It's like, it's not your traditional mm -hmm. like dial layout. Correct. Mm -hmm. And then on the other hand, you got like this really trippy, yeah. kind of like acid, yeah, <laughs> Salvador Dali style. I think. Yeah. You know, so it, 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 if I were to take a guess, it kind of seems like you, you, I would, I would assume you like things that are just a little like left. Correct. Like a little off. A little off, a little more yeah. eccentric. What was it about this, this piece? Um, I can't remember what's the name of this brand. Arcanaut. Arcanaut. How did you come across this brand? What was it about them that really, that really got you? So I've been following James Thompson, Black Badger, for a long time. Okay. I've always admired what he's done with the rings. Mm. And then when he went over to Arcanaut to, uh, to kind of found the company with, uh, the gentleman's name is Anders as well in Denmark. Um, I just, you know, watched the video about him talking about what they were going to do with the dials. Okay. And, you know, car paint. Yeah. And if anybody hasn't like done research, please do research. I don't want to do it at the service, but it really is just repurposed old car paint mm. from like the factory. Mm -hmm. And over years, it develops into this sort of, you know, almost like a rock formation yeah. mm -hmm. and it develops these natural dials, yeah. crazy. Um, natural like formations. And then they obviously cut them into dials. Yeah. So for me, what really stood out for me is I've always liked the brand. Mm -hmm. um, and I was able to pick this particular one as mine because I really like that egg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love to eat eggs. Yeah. Um, but also it looks like there's bacon on the left there too. So <laughs> it's a good, it's, a, it's, it's like a breakfast, 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 it's a breakfast watch. watch. Yeah. Um, and it's just so eccentric and, you know, one thing that I'll say about like my collecting that I didn't mention earlier is I love something that tells a story. Okay. Yeah. Anything that tells a story, because for us, especially in this community, if you could tell a story yeah. about something on your wrist, it just really holds so much more weight than anything else. It really else. does. Yeah. 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 So you had a question. Sorry, no, no, I was going to, I was going to make a comment um, because, you know, as you speak about this timepiece and sustainability, I think there is a turn that's happening in the industry and everybody like has this mission of sustainability and to be honest um it is kind of like a ploy because you know with luxury goods mm. there is a level of sustainability that you have to yeah. kind of like put out there in order to actually make the profit um the the product sorry um so you see a lot of companies, brands, et cetera, going on to the bandwagon of sustainability. And we're here talking about community. Um, I kind of want to put the message out there that the same way that they're looking to incentivize sustainability, there needs to be a, a, an incentivization, if that's a word. <laughs> it is now. I'm just, I'm just making stuff up. I like the way it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be like something that incentivizes community. Yeah. Because I think one of the questions that we spoke about on our panel um, last night was how important is it for brands to see what Risk Check Pod is doing, what Atlanta Watch Society is doing, what Official CP Time is doing, um, all of these um, groups and guys that are pushing the narrative and the agenda for us to propel mm. this hobby, you know, where can we kind of like stamp our flag and say like, listen, we're here, we're not going anywhere. We want to champion this thing 
and we need the inclusivity. Yeah, I mean, I think I think groups like Atlanta Watch Society is doing just that, right? Like the idea that, you know, this is Atlanta Watch Society is. I'm sure you guys have maybe done things or events that have generated some income, but for the most part, this is passion. Passion, right? It's not making you any money. No, no, none. And I think the industry is in a really special place right now, where you got people who are so passionate that are really coming along and doing the work for the brands. Correct. Mm-hmm. We're saying, hey, we're galvanizing the people. Mm-hmm. We'll deliver them to you. It's important that you engage with us. Here's why. Yeah. You're going to get the opportunity to speak to people that you don't typically speak to. Mm-hmm. They're going to get an education out of it. And this really should, in theory, yep. enrich the entire industry. And I think we're starting to see that, right? Like, thousand percent. You're seeing it uh, at, at every level. You're seeing it in, in retailers, mm-hmm. uh, where now the stores are becoming more incredibly diverse yep. and more reflective of what collectors today and have probably looked like for the last 20 or 30 years, maybe even longer, Yeah. right? The idea that... Um, you know, now brands, I think, are even engaging women in a totally different way, right? Coming to the realization that, like, A, you don't have to gender watches anymore. You don't have Correct. to have ladies' watches and men's watches. Uh, B, that they collect, they've been collecting. Yeah. And now you have the amplification of all of these voices, um, you know, thanks to groups like yours and Al's. Um the thing with the brands and the education, and, and one of the things that we didn't get to talk about last night, and a reason why I appreciate you having that watch on your wrist, and it's funny because you have the AP as well, uh, how do you educate or engage, um, I guess I want to say, people in your community the importance of the importance of engaging what we call in the industry other brands, right? Like I think so many of us get wrapped up in Patek, AP, Rolex. A lot of people don't want to look at anything else. And part of the education that you know you've taken up along with other groups is like, hey guys, there are things outside of that. Fantastic, we love it. Mm-hmm. Why is that important to Atlanta Watch Society? Well, it's important because we want the diversity. You yeah. know, we don't want everybody just collecting paddocks, right? Yeah. You know, and we, we want people to be able to, you know, look at other brands because we know everybody's got different price points mm-hmm. and some people always will, right? Yes. So it's, it's, and it's nothing wrong with that. So we want to make sure that we make everybody feel comfortable. So we, we do sometimes like watch themes, like we'll have like a theme, like we'll do Seiko's only. Oh, right. So like Seiko Saturday, which is already a hashtag, but we'll do things like that. We'll bring watches to our events. Let's say if it's a brand event, we'll try to be respectful to the brand. Right. But if it's just us meeting up like here, for example, everybody brings a good amount of their like collection in wolf watch rolls and and things like that. Or in my 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 Perry watch roll here. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out there. Yeah. Uh, So but so we'll bring watches and try to bring a lot of diversity. Uh, we always try to tell people, especially people with bigger collections, to bring some of their more unique pieces. Yeah. Yeah. So people learn more about these pieces that they never knew about and encourage people to look elsewhere aside from just the Rolexes of the world. I love that you're using diversity uh, r- regarding watches mm-hmm. too, right? Because I think the, the beautiful thing about these collective communities and that sometimes people don't uh, realize is Obviously, diversity in audience is important, but when we talk about diversity from a watch collecting perspective, we're also talking about diversity in collection. Correct. Right. And and that's why and that's what I get is is, is the mission. You're educating people on that, which is incredibly important, because when you when you create an atmosphere, it seems that uh, you encourage diversity in collection. You're encouraging diversity in price point, what's accessible Mm -hmm. to people in different brackets. Um, you're encouraging uh, diversity in terms of watch knowledge, yes. where you're at on your journey. And I think that's like the coolest thing that we even lo- noticed last night, right? It's so many different people gathering together at different stages yes. of their watch collecting journey. Um, you talked about inheriting this, this piece from your, your, your grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, you got two boys. Three. Three. Yeah, well, the twins. Twins. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Really went for it. (laughs) Uh, You got three boys. Three boys. Um, You're oozing with passion for watches. It's it's part of your life. It's who you are. Mm 
Um, is it resonating with them on some level yet? Yes, and yeah. I, I'm sure their future wives will hate me for it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes, very much so. Yeah. I mean, because it's such a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. And they just, you know, obviously at the ages that they're at, eight and the twins are five, um, they're just so interested. Yeah. Um, they see me taking wrist picks. So that's actually a funny thing. And this probably happens to anybody that has kids and is a watch collector. But dad, stop taking pictures of your yeah. watches. He's <laughs> like, I'm starting to embarrass them a little yeah. bit. Like just like this random like stop sure. and just mm -hmm. trying to get a good picture with the good lighting. Um, but that's obviously something that, you know, they're picking up on. Um, my oldest, you know, I've already gifted him a few pieces. He's got mm -hmm. a couple of G-Shocks. Oh, nice. Wow. Um, the first one I gave him was a Timex Iron Man. Tight. We were yeah. talking yeah. about those on another yeah, episode. Because that was one of the yeah. first watches I had. Too. Yeah. yeah, those are hot. Those I love those. Yeah. I love those. And it's a vintage one, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's one of the, the ones from like the, the OG ones. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely resonating. Um, and it's something that I try to explain to them that, you know, especially with my grandfather's piece, it's something really special that can be passed on. Yeah. So we talk about, and I brought my son, my oldest, with me to uh, when I got the call from uh, Rolex, uh, from Mayer's. Uh, here in Atlanta to get my um, my Submariner, mm. I brought my oldest with me. Nice. And then when I got the call for the Daytona, mm -hmm. I brought one of the twins. Nice. So now um, this so one like is going to go. It's a family affair. Correct. That's cool. I, make it, I make it so, because it's a, the legacy is so important to me that I make it a tradition. I make yeah. it something that they'll always remember, mm -hmm. that one day they'll do the same. Um, mm. And they'll have that piece and they'll remember that they went with dad to they pick it up. They went with dad to yes. pick this up. Correct. That's so cool. Correct. Is your wife into it at all? She is. Nice. That's she always is. good. That's that very helpful. Oh, uh, yeah. That <laughs> very helps. 100%. Yeah, very helpful. It might not help the pockets, but it helps. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it is helpful. Definitely. Wow. That's awesome, man. Um, what's, what's next for you in terms of collecting? You just got the AP, so I get right now you might be like, okay, check yeah. that box. Let me relax for a little bit and enjoy that. But where do you see, uh, where's your collection going next? Um, I think right now, like you said, yeah, definitely taking a little bit of a break, but I mean, but we're we always, all, we always say that. Yeah. yeah. We always say that, but I think it's, I, something, and I know this is a complicated watch. It's got complication, but mm -hmm. something with another complication, a, a complication that I necessarily like an annual calendar, yeah. nice. something like that, a perpetual yeah. calendar, yeah. something like that. And more on the dress side. Yeah. Right. Cause like I said earlier, I have a lot of sports watches, but the only dress watch I really have is my grandfather's constellation. Oh wow! Mm. Right, and uh, and some people may not even consider that a dress watch. Mm. For me, it is. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think definitely going down that road, um, and maybe even something else vintage. Mm. So Eric, I'm talking to you. <laughs> uh, you know, Eric, you're getting a lot of shout outs yeah. on this uh, on this episode. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, something like that because there's one that's been on my on my in my eyes for for a while. Okay. I've had it on my on my radar for a while. It's um. And it's not a dress watch, but it's a vintage piece. It's the uh, the fat lady Coke bezel. Oh, nice! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that nice. uh, the GMT Master. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've always liked that watch. I like that particular reference because it's a little bit thicker mm -hmm. the case. So that's one definitely that's on the radar, and it's vintage too. Yeah. Wow. We often get together and talk like watch reviews and things like that. Is there anything that you've seen lately that's really impressed you? In reference to like uh, YouTube and like. Or just in reviews? terms of like actual watches, like anything oh. released from any brands that's actually really like left an impression on you. Mm -hmm. uh, there's so much. Yeah. But I would say that the last two years, too, I feel like have been pretty exceptional for. Correct. Watch releases. Yeah. Correct. Um, you know, I really like what <clears throat> Laurent Ferrier, Ferrier does. I'm a big fan. Yeah. So am I. I mean, that so, latest piece that they released. Correct. Like the uh, like the blue kind of turquoise. Dial, yes. Uh, it's breathtaking. Yeah. Right. So I really like what 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 they're doing there, and um, you know, like I said, I've been really looking at a lot of dress watches. So mm. going towards that area, even Chopard too. Like I think Chopard. Yeah, don't you? You have an Alpine Alpine Eagle. Uh, Eagle. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. the Alpine Eagle, um, Chopard to me, you know, because they're a manufacturer of jewelry first, mm -hmm. uh, the care and the 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 you know the 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 good craftsmanship that went into creating that bracelet mm, mm -hmm. uh, and the dial. I mean, mm. it's just beautiful. It's the dial is awesome. It's the Correct. best thing about it. Yeah. And they're coming out with more and more, mm. right? Alpine Eagles, they're really expanding that that line. Um, social par definitely too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, cool. Uh, what's next for Atlanta Watch Society? I think that, you know, for us, next steps are continuing to, to grow organically. Mm -hmm. uh, we've grown so much that it's, you know, it's one of those things that we've had to, you know, kind of not, I want to say halt membership, 
because okay. we, we would never, I, I never wanted to like do that. But you guys are growing. But we are growing. So yeah. we're doing like now, like with the events, we're doing RSVPs and we have to cut them off after a certain okay. amount of people because yeah. it's just too much of a demand. Mm. Wow. Um, but I think next is continuing to partner with brands, but also not forgetting to, uh, forgetting our roots of just getting together, mm. us the collectors, mm -hmm. without a brand. Yeah. Right? Because why I wanted to do the brand thing was for education purposes. Sure. Also, have brands take notice that Atlanta is a serious watch collecting city. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, in this one year that we've, because we've been around almost two years, yeah. actually our anniversary is next month. Um, so two years, you know, it was really the culminate, the, the, the focus last year was focusing on, you know, education, brands taking notice. And, you know, I think for the future, it's going to be a little bit of that, but more of our roots. Mm, that's awesome. Uh, is there anything that, uh, you know, it's funny because we, we were talking to Al and Al has, a, Al's got CP time. And one of Al's things is he helps people get watches. Yes. <laughs> and uh, happens to be really good at that. Um, what are some of the stories that you guys have, have, have you know, experienced in Atlanta Watch Slayer that, A, you're really proud of or just, you know, brought a lot of joy to you? I, really, honestly, it's just bringing so many different people together. Yeah. Who... Honestly, I don't know if they would ever be in the same room together if it wasn't for this Watches have particular a, have a thing to, to do that. It's so funny when right. you look around the room, you're like, where else would I meet all of these? Like, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so for me, that's extremely important. You know, the, the fact that we've been able to bring so many different types of people, all ages, yeah. you know, from different cultures, mm -hmm. backgrounds, and just bring them together. And we honestly, we've really created a family. Like if you talk to our members, we have a WhatsApp group, we have the Facebook group, but we're really close. We're really tight knit. We all hang out outside of the watch yeah. community too. So for me, like coming from New York, not having those friends that I had back up north, you know, it really built like friendships for me like, yeah. that it's I so needed here. incredible to hear that too because it's like here you got, you guys move from a completely different state yeah um probably don't know very many people here um and your passion led you to not only foster a community for yourself but to connect so many different people and really give you something that like you can hold on to that's yours it sounds like yes yeah, no 100 joy i do want to ask um because atlanta watch society when you think of the title um is very specific but are you guys um looking to expand and maybe open chapters mm. is that something that like is expansion something that 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 you guys are um look well I'm, of course solely you are you looking to um to kind of explore it's a great question and the answer is yes okay very <laughs> <laughs> right new york very direct still right yeah <laughs> no, but it's you no know, yes because you know i never thought I honestly, in the beginning, never thought that, right? But, you know, making more and more friends, talking to more and more brands, you know, they're like, you need to, you know, you've done something here. Like, yeah. this is pretty cool. Like, you need to talk to others and, and see if other places will do it. So, and actually, I've had other cities reach out to me. That's wow. awesome. And we're already actually, you know, I can't reveal it yet, but there's one chapter that's already in the works wow. outside of Atlanta that's in a pretty big city in the U.S., which that's, we're really excited huge. about. And then there's another one that potentially might come on board. So now I got to figure out how I'm going to make the time for all yeah. this, right? Yeah. But you know, it's 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 fun, and those people are really serious, like about doing it. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we're, we're we're hoping for, right? If we do do it, if we do scale this, it has to be the right way. Yeah. yeah. It has to be with like the intentions of diversity. It mm -hmm. has to be with the intentions of, you know, and excuse my language, no assholes. Yeah. Right. Like really, just yeah. bringing people together for the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Making sure it's a safe space. Correct. How are you, how are you vetting <clears throat> your um, your your collective your collecting group? Because Al talked about it um, with official CP time last night. He was he or or CQ sorry mm -hmm. was saying you know they never thought about like the vetting process no. of like bringing people on board. I think. You know, of course, like good people do bring good people. So like, correct. you know, I mean, if you look at Al and especially if you look at CQ, they are zero B, B, BS guys. Correct. Like you're not coming to watch me and like, I mean, Queens, New York over <laughs> yeah, there no, too. No, no, 100%. <laughs> like it's, you know, it's just not happening. So like the vetting process probably isn't one that like you have to worry about because you, you bring such 
you know, great energy and all those kind of things and, and you attract the right people. But is there a point where you have to say, uh, maybe we're not looking for this. This is kind of like the trajectory that we're on. It's tough. I mean, you know, I always think about it like, you know, when you, know, you just have to be careful, too. Right. Like, you know, you don't know everybody right and yeah. we don't have a background check process yeah. yeah you know what i mean about like you know checking on making sure these people are real or they're not gonna try to do harm to mm-hmm. the community yeah. so i mean it takes you know before you come to an event right you know it takes a few months not a few months but a few interactions before we like bring you into the community right, right. but there's no like like we have an application on like our website mm. but it's not like an application process there's no interview yeah. you know we want to be as open as possible too right so the last thing i want is to 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 be closed off yeah. and, and have anybody feel that we're like excluding them mm-hmm. if anything now and people probably watching may say like we're behind yeah. like on getting to those applications because there's so much interest right mm. but you know I guess New York City instincts, like we talked about earlier, like <laughs> just feeling people out, making sure they're not bots, right? Obviously, or something right. kind of crazy. Um, what I like to do, believe it or not, is go to people's LinkedIn. So at least I know they're Great. professionals yeah. of some yeah. sort. Or they, you know, that's because Facebook one. could be kind of deceiving. Sure. But at least on LinkedIn, you know, that's that's kind of like a tool. At least you know they yeah. <laughs> they exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, if, exactly. And if they try to do something stupid, you know their company, right? Yeah. 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 So, so that's kind of like I kind of how I like, do the vetting process. Mm, that's cool. Yeah. Um, you were featured in Hodinkee. Yes. Uh, they did a four plus one story yep. with you, right? And um, for for those that, uh, if you just so happen not to be, you know, versed in who Hodinkee is, uh, anytime someone is featured in Hodinkee, that person, it's it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Right? It feels nice to be acknowledged. Yeah. Two Hodinkee alum. Yeah. Right, yeah. Both of us, both, actually. Yeah. Both. <laughs> I followed your footsteps. Man. <laughs> like, listen, let's not let's not like be modest about this. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, featuring Hodinkee is a big deal. And no, but it, it, it is. It's it feels really nice, you know, to to be acknowledged for, you know, a doing something positive, like doesn't hurt anybody. No. Yes. Um, you know, expressing your your passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, you 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 invest a lot in these pieces. It's. Yeah, it's okay to show it off. And what better platform of course. than Hodinkee, right? What was that like for you? It was an amazing experience. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was. I, I didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, you know, it caught me off guard. Uh, but, you know, obviously when we, you know, when I talked to the, the journalist and, and told her my story and, you know, her questions were so thoughtful and, you know, it, it was really just, you know, and it I was an it, incredible you, you experience. by Nora, right? Uh, no, not Nora. It wasn't Nora. Who was no, it? No, it was Sarah. Sarah. Okay, Correct. cool. Yeah. So Sarah did my interview um, and it was just, uh, it was just, you know, it was an amazing experience. Like you said, it was something that like, especially if you're a collector or you're involved in a community, you know, to be recognized Mm -hmm. for, for all this like time that you spend and money, right. That you spent, you know, kind of building something. um, It's, it's, it's rewarding. It It feels nice. What did your kids think? I thought it was cool. Yeah. You know, I don't know if they know what Hadinki is yeah. yet. Really, you know? um, but they saw me. Like, on, Dad's like, famous. Yeah, yeah. Like they saw me on like the the the, the what do you call it the the article, and it, it was cool. And it was actually you know the pictures were taken at home. So yeah, wow. They're like, oh, it's our couch. Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. You did you did yours at home too, didn't you? I did. Yeah, they came to my house, and it was well. It was really uh, Tiffany Wade came over. Yes. And we took some shots, and then I did an interview with Nora later. Yeah, that's we awesome. had Rita Harper as my photographer. She was fantastic. Yeah, they. Have, I mean, they have some of the best photographers they do. in the game. They're I mean, amazing. They've, they've been doing it so long now. And they really, uh, you know, we don't talk about them often in the podcast. Maybe we should. Um, but, you know, the reason why it is a big deal for those that, that may or may not realize is because, in part, they're the reason why we're here. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you know, true. They created the landscape. They did. Uh, for us. And, uh, and they're the... You know, big reason why we're all thriving. They they really fostered the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been amazing catching up with you. Thank I had you. a really good time speaking with you. Um, I'm a been a long admirer of what you've been doing. Thank you. With Likewise. Atlanta Watch Society, um, and it was it was it was so great. It's funny how like things just accelerate in this community because you you guys have done this in two years, yeah. which is like no time. Um, we started talking online some time ago uh, we just met in person for the first time with a month ago two months ago yeah, the oris event yeah. Yeah, yeah the oris event 
And then we've already now we've done an event together and we, we, we've got you on the show. This is just like amazing. It's, it's, like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's funny how how life works. Um, but we owe it all to watches. Um, I want to say thank you. Um, you. I think what you're building is incredible. Thank you. What I got to witness last night by attending, I guess, my first official Atlanta Watch Society event was awesome. Uh, the people that are coming out. You know the resources that you're able to, to to put together and use. You know the guys. Shout out to the guys from Watch Your Wrist. Yes, they DJ. were incredible. DJ Allen was awesome. Yeah, awesome. he was great. Um, his people were great. He brought some heavy hitters. Yeah, uh, I think Ronaldo even bought a watch. Yeah, <laughs> Ronaldo bought a watch. <laughs> I gotta tell you this: the best swag that I ever got. Is from those guys. Yeah, the sw- did you get a sweatshirt? Oh, the sweatshirts, yeah, the yeah. t-shirts. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm like, hold on. How were you guys able to like give this out for free? I'm yeah, like, that's nice swag. Everybody was, was in the box, and yeah. I was like, y'all selling this? I'm like, man, y'all pushing merch to it? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's why you asked me. I read. I'm like, it's free. I'm like, it's free. Same <laughs> swag. I remember that. I mean, the event was rocking. It was awesome. It was good. We'll share some photos too in this episode, and 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 maybe some b roll. But uh, I mean, from everything and, and how everyone came out, you know, from the, the, the regular members, shout out to Alex and his wife. Yes. For yes. catering and, and providing the food. Yes. And sweets. That was fantastic. Um, and then there were a lot of new faces there. There were. Too. You know, yeah. a lot of people were just seen online. I was like, man, I've been waiting for something like this. A lot of guys actually flew in. Some guys yeah. drove. Yeah. Shout out to Dave, because Dave is someone that's very, very active on Instagram and, you know, interacts with us and He's down in Florida and Oh, Dave's awesome. He's, he's amazing. Like he's such a gentleman. He's yeah, he's guy. such a gentleman. Oh and like he was like, so I was I was like walking by and he's like, Rashawn. And I and, and I was like, oh shoot, that like that's, that's Dave. Dave. Yeah. And like it's so funny how like you meet people via like Instagram or e-meet them, etc. And yeah. then there's such a pleasure when you meet them in person. Oh my yeah. God, I agree, yeah. It was no disappointment, right? It was yeah. no disappointment. Yeah. So like, I yeah. definitely have to shout out Dave because he's he's awesome. He's so genuine. So genuine. Yeah, yeah we, had a, we had a ball last night, man. It was a lot of fun. Atlanta treated us very well. Yeah. Um, appreciate the hospitality. Of course. Much appreciative of the partnership. Yes, thank you. And, uh, you know, giving us your platform to use. Um, no, we, we, we had a blast, so. Just want to say thank you again. Thank you. And for those out there listening and, and watching, uh, you know where to find us. You can just visit wristcheckpod.com. Uh, you can watch the episode there. We've got all our links uh, if you want to listen. Uh, we're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and maybe one day the metaverse. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> uh, the, we still have watch cases left. Uh, so if you visit wristcheckpod.com, Place an order. We'll ship it right out to you. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Deuces. Peace. Sounds good. Peace.